Hey everybody, it's Carol Clark. And I'm Alice Edgerton. And we're here to talk to you about a topic that we get a lot of questions about all the time. People mm. ask this number one question. Why can't I sleep? Yeah, so we'll try not to yawn here for you. But the truth of the matter is the American Psychology Association and a number of other organizations have clearly stated that we each need seven to nine hours of sleep. Yes. Mm. When's the last time you had that? Um, well, I have learned how to control my elements and I do say that probably five out of seven nights I am averaging at least oh eight God. hours. I think that's I right. Do. I do too. Yes. Uh, yeah. Seven, between seven and eight. But anyhow, yeah. the average sleep that people report is about 6.7 hours, which sometimes I think might be a little bit higher than what people tell us, anyhow. And really, about only 20% of the American population say that they get good or excellent sleep at night. So 80% of the people out there don't think they're getting a good night's sleep. So, and sleep is so important to us. We're gonna get into a little bit about that, but it's so important for muscle repair, for your whole body to repair, and it's also necessary, you know, for our memory and memory consolidation. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. those are some of the things that's really important for, but let's talk a little bit about what causes us to have poor sleep. Yeah, we have three causes that really we're gonna go over with you today. And the three of them are internal, and then you have external, and then you have behavior. So your internal is, let's say you've just had a high stress level day. And a lot of us may be working corporate America, there's a lot of work stress that goes on, and then you come home to your family. And so you turn that around and then there's more stress. And then some of us at this phase of life, we are taking care of our aging parents. So you're adding more stress onto that. So our internal behavior causes some of that stress to go on and then we may sink into a depression so that's going to have an effect on our sleep also and then if you are into the phase that you know we are pretty much in is the perimenopause and the menopause that is another thing that i think women really really struggle with at this season of their life Sure. And then it is just, it creates our sleep disturbances. So you may be able to get to sleep really well, but you're waking up at two o'clock in the morning, you're tossing and turning, you can't go back to sleep. So that is touching a little bit on your internal. Mm -hmm. So frustrating when it happens. It is, happens. Oh. it is so frustrating. And then your external, you get hot. So suppose you're in that season of life and you're getting some hot flashes and you feel like that temperature has been turned up to 200 degrees. Mm -hmm. So you're getting hot and then you're getting cold. And so one of the main things that they say also is when you are getting up in the middle of the night and then you're going back to bed, that little bit of light that comes from your phone that you may have on your bedside actually triggers something in your brain and you have a difficulty going back to sleep. So the American um, Psychology Association will recommend that you put your phone like in another room, across the room, just have it so no light is interfering there. And then, so that goes right to access to your electronics. Just right. like put them down, close it. 
Okay, so if when you are going to bed, do not like you're scrolling through social media and then you put it down, you expect to go to sleep, it's gonna be very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. I know I have a 23 year old son who plays Fortnite all night almost, and then he complains that he can't sleep. It's like, how do you go to sleep after right. you're playing that gaming thing right. like for three hours? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, he go, he comes in from a stressful job at corporate America and then he gets on that gaming system and he can't sleep. So it really doesn't matter what age you are. Sometimes it depends on your electronics. And I have to tell you a story. Like this morning, it was on Good Morning America. Mm -hmm. They did a um, study with 10 teenagers on social media and their electronics. And then they asked them to, they took away their electronics for one week. Some of them about died on that. But then they came back and asked how that challenge went. And so the, um, the girl who was doing the story, she asked them how many people slept better. All 10 of them raised their hand. So it's proven. I believe that. I know when I <clears throat> go to say goodnight to my kids, my, the one, my daughter who's in high school, I always see that glow under the exactly. under the covers That's... because they're checking out what's going on. Yeah, and um, certainly can affect their sleep, especially if they if you see something on social media that might upset you, or you start that comparison thing with somebody else, or right. or whatever it may be, it can get you all jazzed up before it's time for you to relax and go to sleep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so then the last cause is your behavior. So it is. Um, Late night snacking, for one, it's never good. So it will also not only cause you not to sleep well, but it will also cause you to gain weight. We know that you don't wanna do that. And then take a look at your alcohol consumption like before you go into bed. Some people think like it's a sedative, well actually it is not. Mm -hmm. It is a depressant and then it really, you can go to sleep, but you can't stay asleep with it. And it's a diuretic, so then we have to get up in the middle of the night and exactly. go to the bathroom. <laughs> yes, so that's and caffeine. So, you know, if even if you're super sensitive to caffeine, I know some people say they can't drink anything with caffeine after 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So be conscious of your caffeine consumption. And then, so a good thing to do actually is exercise. Mm -hmm. Any point during the day, they say that exercise will really help just relax you, create a better mood for you, and hopefully put you in a better sleep schedule. Mm -hmm, for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. So bottom line is lack of sleep, did you know it actually shortens your life expectancy? I don't want my life shortened. Right. That is scary to me. So <laughs> it's been proven through the National Sleep Foundation of all things. So so let's say you, you're one of those people you have you don't have good sleep. So we're going to talk next week a lot about what you can do about that uh, because it's a lot to put into one podcast. But for here, what I really want to talk about, what does it do to you if you don't get enough sleep? Like what, what does that do to our bodies? And a lot of you, you know probably because you're living it every day, but it makes us a bit grumpy. Kind of not very pleasant to be around is one of them. It also causes poor performance at work. It causes poor performance, especially when driving. There are so many accidents caused by people who are sleep deprived. And so it makes that you're not very alert. So it causes poor performance, not only at home, but at work and also when you're driving or anything like that. It actually causes a number of health issues. One of them is hypertension. 
Another one of them is diabetes. So I'm gonna get into a little bit about how it affects weight gain. It's a big issue for people. And of course, once you gain weight, those comorbid uh, situations like hypertension and diabetes set in pretty rapidly and pretty easily. It also lowers your libido or your desire to have sex. No. Mm -hmm. oh, so gosh. you think lack of sleep, something else might be happening, but mm. no, it's the opposite. It causes you to have less of a desire to have sex. So that's really, really important. It causes that brain fog. You can't really concentrate well. You just feel like you're just not really there during the day. And you, I'm sure, anyone who's not getting good sleep, which apparently is about 80% of the population, knows those symptoms. And probably the one that we deal with a lot as women and Alice and I in working with women is that whole weight gain situation. And there's lots of reasons for that. Mm -hmm. When you sleep, your body actually produces growth hormone. Not as much as when you were younger, but it does produce that. And what does that do for you? When you have great solid sleep, that actually increases your metabolism. It helps you to build muscle. It helps control your weight. So if you're not getting good sleep, you're not really having growth hormone production. So that's mm -hmm. one part of it. The other <laughs> thing is your body produces a hormone called, some people say ghrelin, some people say ghrelin. There's, it's like tomato, tomato. But, um, <laughs> but anyhow, what it does is it also increases your production of that hormone, ghrelin. And what that does is it causes you to be hungry. And yet it also lowers your leptin production, which is another hormone. And your leptin uh, hormone is what causes you to feel full, feel oh. satisfied. So if your ghrelin is up, so you're more hungry, and your leptin is down, meaning that's what keeps you full. So you and what tends to happen, and it's been statistically shown, is that people who have poor sleep actually take in about 500 extra calories a day. Wow. So what That's happens then, you're taking in more food, you're also not building that growth hormone, it also affects your cortisol levels, but it's a, a which is a, an effect that causes you to store fat. So you have all these hormones that are totally mixed up. Yeah. And it causes weight gain, truly. Mm -hmm. So that's why whenever you're going through any sort of weight loss program, they're always like, get a good night's sleep. Yes. That's really super important for mm -hmm. you. Um, so that's really, really important. So, and as women, uh, Alice talked a bit about the perimenopause and menopause, our hormones are changing, obviously. And you have a lower production of estrogen and women, testosterone, that's one of our hormones. Yeah and also your progesterone those are those are what's um what's there those are all lowering during your menopause period your perimenopause period so what happens is that's what also causes some insomnia and sleep problems along with a lot of other symptoms so the we're going to talk a little bit about that real quick now and the next week we're going to spend a lot more time on treatment for people who have sleep disturbances and, um, but for hormones, it's really one of those things that sometimes it helps to just get your hormones checked. Get your hormones checked, and a lot of times, uh, not all the right hormones are checked, right. but we would encourage you, and we don't wanna you know, get too into it, but uh, we do wanna encourage you to have your hormones checked. Talk to yeah. someone who's a specialist in the area of hormones. Uh, down the road, you may opt for hormone replacement therapy, um, and I'm only gonna speak from personal experience. The bioidentical hormones are natural. They don't have all the negative side effects. That, um, that the other hormones do that are synthetic. So you can get your hormones checked. If you wanna just get an overview of it, um, and we're not, we can go to centerforhormonehealthandwellness.com and you can get a whole overview about hormones. It's a good just educational thing related right. to it. But hormones and getting those optimized is really something that can help truly with sleep. I know 
uh, I happen to, to be a part of Center for Hormone Health and Wellness, and I know we have patients come in all the time who are having terrible sleep problems. Once they have their hormones optimized, their sleep problems go away. Now, that doesn't mean that's your situation, but it is good to always have them checked. Right. So um, there could be a good first step in that. And the bottom line is to talk to your doctor, have your hormone levels checked, right. see where you are, and um, that's one medical uh, treatment for right. sleep. For sleep, and if you are one of those people who snores a lot, you may have you know sleep apnea, which is a potentially life-threatening situation. So you want to make sure if you have obstructive sleep apnea that you have that checked out as well. You want to make sure you get on treatment for that. Um, so it could be related to weight, it could be related to uh, some structural thing, it could right. be lots of different reasons, but you do yeah. want to have that checked out for sure. So we talked a little bit about the medical treatment. Right. So next week we'll talk about if none of those are your issues and you want to go a natural path mm -hmm. first to see if it's just a, like a external thing or if you're just not taking in the proper diet we're going to go over that with you so first you can hit on that see weed things out and then then go like carol says to check with your doctor and get yourself checked out and see if it's something else that needs to be looked at right but Yep, so that is it for today, guys, and we will see you back here next week. Tune in. We're going to give you the top 10 foods for you to look at in your diet and see if you are eating those and what may need to be adjusted naturally. Yep, plus a bunch of other surprises in terms of how to treat your sleep um, difficulties. <clears throat> yep. All right. All see right. you then. Have a good day. All right. And in the meantime, if you're not a part of the Fulfilled After, After 50, 50 free Facebook group, that was a mouthful, <laughs> go, to that, go to the group in Facebook. It's Fulfilled After 50 five zero, and go ahead and request to join. We'd love to have you there. It's such a great supportive community, and we want you to be a part of it too. Yeah, and subscribe to our YouTube channel yep. so you can get us every day. All right. Thanks. Take Bye. care.